Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. WBEZ is supported by Chicago Humanities, presenting live events with historians Doris Kearns Goodwin and John Meacham, comedian Reggie Watts and filmmaker Miranda July, and artists Hebrew Brantley and Amanda Williams in conversation. Plus, MSNBC chief correspondent Ali Velshi on small yet powerful acts of courage throughout history. Tickets for these events and more conversations on arts, culture, and current affairs at chicagohumanities.org. The shelves are still bare. While the nationwide shortage of baby formula continues, it's forced some parents to turn to each other for help. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. For Chicago parents, there may be a saving grace during this crisis. Organizations across the city are collecting donations of baby formula to help ensure that all babies get fed. One group doing just that? They're called New Moms. It's an organization geared towards strengthening families by partnering with young parents. Joining us from New Moms is CEO and President Laura Zumdahl. Welcome to Reset, Laura. Thanks for having me. Also with us is Tayo Mbandi, doula and co-founder of Chicago Birthworks Collective, an organization dedicated to empowering black families during their pregnancies. Welcome back, Tayo. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Laura, let's, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about your organization? Sure, Sasha, thanks. Uh, New Moms is a nearly 40-year-old human service organization in Chicago that, as you said, partners with young moms age 24 and under who are pregnant and parenting and experiencing poverty. We offer housing, job training, family support programs. We also have a doula program that works with prenatal and postpartum young moms. So caring for infants and feeding issues are something we're deeply familiar with. Yeah. Uh, Tayo, tell us a little bit about Chicago Birthworks Collective. What is it that you do? Absolutely. So Chicago Birthworks Collective was founded by my mom and myself. We are a Black-owned birth and postpartum doula collective. So a little different than what we understand a doula agency to be. We provide a kind of like holistic support for folks who are looking for private doula doula services. So as we know, there there are a couple reasons behind this shortage, right? One of them being a recall from the the country's uh, one of the country's major manufacturers. What are you hearing from the parents that you work with, Laura? Yeah, you know, parents that we work with face face some of the same challenges all parents work with, certainly, um, where, you know, formula is critical for, we know that over half of the babies in the United States rely on formula for all or some of their nutrients, and nutrition in that first year of life is really critical Mm -hmm. to supporting the rapid growth and development of a children, and uh, so you can imagine the fear and desperation that a mother feels when they aren't able to access food for their child, and you know, formula is expensive, and anybody who's used formula knows that not all infants tolerate all kinds of formula, and they're complicating factors um, in all of that. But, you know, for the families that we work with at New Moms who are experiencing poverty, there are also significant challenges to doing that searching that, you know, parents are doing right now. So you can imagine tracing your kids around on, you know, your infant with you on public transportation, going mm-hmm. from store to store to find the kind of formula you need, only to be really frustrated and, and desperate. Um, and, and additionally, at New Moms, where we um, help to provide some emergency formula and diapers and other essential items um, to the young families that we serve, you know, we rely on donations of formula from our supportive community so we can help ensure that young moms have access to that basic need 
um, for their babies and not have to worry about you know, how they're going to feed their children. And we also know we're facing a, a, a cliff here of shortage of formula as well. So we're feeling the stress of that for the young families that we serve. And we know lots of families across the country are feeling that. Yeah, you, you mentioned the mothers and new moms dealing with poverty. Talk more about yeah. the, the demographics that you're seeing most affected by this crisis, Laura. Yeah, well, certainly there's the universal need that parents have to feed their children, and so that's leading to some of the desperation in the news stories we're hearing universally. But for the young moms we serve that are experiencing poverty, and over half of the young families we serve are experiencing homelessness, we have that added complication around poverty and lack of resources. So when we have these shortages, it becomes harder to find. And um, you know, for young moms who may have some of the challenges of um, inconsistent work schedules and, uh, you know, uh, workplaces that don't have supportive breastfeeding policies, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So they're really relying on formula as a, as a you know, critical factor in parenting. Um, and then not being able to find that or afford, if prices are raised in places, those, um, you know, the formula needs for their children, that, that all adds up to um, really big challenges and stressful situations for families. Um, so we're hearing that from, you know, the young moms we serve. And, mm-hmm. and certainly, you know, we're trying to meet those needs, but we're all facing some of these same challenges. Yeah. Tayo, what have you been noticing in your work with uh, parents-to-be during this time? So, absolutely. So, Unlike the families that new mom supports, many of our families don't struggle with access to formula. Many of them are not experiencing poverty um, in the same ways that the new mom's families are. And so what we've seen is that our families are kind of dealing with the weight of lack of breastfeeding support, which feels to them like, hey, I don't really have many other choices because this baby has to eat. And so I really love the way that Laura was able to explain um, to try to draw this picture of how similar the experiences may be between these two groups of folks who said, hey, I am choosing to formulate because number one, it's all of my choice, all my business. Right. Um, and then also I'm struggling to be able to get that. And then there are other folks who say I had intended on breastfeeding, but I'm struggling there. And so formula feeding is a really great option for me, mm-hmm. but they're also struggling to find um, the formulas that they need or the formulas that they feel safe feeding their babies. And so a lot of our families are just trying to navigate, especially the expecting families, what is going to be the best choice for us? And then how can we kind of pre-stock up on some of the support that we think we might need Mm -hmm. if we are going to choose to breastfeed? Yeah, I I can totally relate, Tayo. I've got two children myself and had two very different experiences. Mm -hmm. I was able to produce milk, but, you know, with one child, she was able to breastfeed. The other couldn't latch. So Mm. she had to start on formula immediately. It wasn't what I wanted to do, but... I can't imagine going through this time with a shortage back then. Uh, What advice are you giving to these expectant parents right now? So for pregnant people, we really are just trying to create a space of comfort and safety and confidence for them that whatever the need is that your baby will be born with, if they are going to have an issue latching, that's not something that we can change in this moment right now. And so we want you to feel safe. We want you to feel less worried. A big part of what we do as doulas is try to reduce maternal stress. And as you know, black birthing people, we just have so many ports for stress, especially while we're pregnant. So we're trying to help keep them calm and then be immediately ready to strategize with them when their babies are born. So if you need more hands-on breastfeeding support, or if you know for sure this is just too difficult, we want to be prepared for the type of formula that your child might need. And so making sure that we have a number of different resources that we know we can get 
formula for if you know that you are going to have a short-term um, formula period in your baby's early days or in the first few weeks of their lives, making sure that we have those things in stock for you too. And just strategizing. I yeah. think that's the best thing you can offer a new mom, just some strategy. Well, we'll tell you for families that need special formulas, right? right. Maybe sometimes due to allergies or, or diet restrictions. Uh, we heard from a mom earlier in the week on Reset. Uh, she talked about her baby needing uh, amino acid formula. Mm-hmm. Are those formulas just as hard to get a hold of right now or are yeah. they so even much harder? harder? So much harder because guess what, Sasha, you don't know that your baby needs that until they have some adverse reaction, you know? So there's not a test that comes out that says this baby's going to need formula W29. Right. So we are having to hold their hands and just be supportive on the journey there. And when you find that formula, because, you know, and I'm sure, Laura, your families know a lot about this also. You kind of got to navigate a lot of different formulas. Sasha, you too, probably. You have to navigate so many different oh, yeah. formula yeah. Um, choices just to figure out, okay, this one works for my wallet. So many. This works I think, for my baby. I think I went through four different kinds and then yeah. found a specific, a specific like golden can of Enflat. Yes, that's exactly how it is. Like, it's always golden. It it's was very golden. particular. What, <laughs> yeah. what do you uh, have to add there, Laura? I know. I think that's 100% right. Exactly. Having to try different things um, it makes a huge difference. Um, The other nuance I'll add to that is that, you know, the WIC program, which is the federal government program called Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, you know, that program supports um, breastfeeding and pregnant women and their young children. And through that program, which is really focused on nutrition, they also are the largest purchaser of infant formula in the United States. Mm -hmm. They award contracts to just a few, a really small number of approved formula companies. So for families that are experiencing poverty and might be using some of those WIC benefits as well, there's a limited number of you know options that they can use there. And so that also plays into this supply chain issue because yeah. there's only a few formula companies in the United States that are um, you know producing this. And so when we have shutdowns like this plant in Michigan that occurred and that starts to mess with the supply chain, which is already pretty small, we see these ripple effects of you know, you may be stuck with one kind that you can purchase, or you're trying to navigate which kind is it that my child needs exactly. and will do well with. And all of those factors just roll up into the situation. Laura, what is, this, what is this doing to the price of formula here in Illinois? Yeah, I have not heard a lot yet about, like, price gouging, thankfully, and hopefully that won't occur. But, um, you know, certainly uh, prices, you know, businesses have some opportunity there um, on the marketplace. And so I am hearing a lot about, like, secondhand people selling formula secondhand, you know, through, like, private markets and that sort of thing. And certainly, you know, when parents are in desperate situations, we understand they're searching all available resources. But that can also play a factor in, you know, finding the right thing being able to afford it. And then, you know, certainly many stores, I know Walgreens is placing, for example, limitations on how many cans you can purchase when you find it as yeah. well. And so, you know, you can trace around trying to find it and then only get a very limited supply and have to continue that search. So we're adding those additional burdens of time and stress and onto all families during this time. Tayo, as we mentioned, you know, there are a lot of arguments right now about breastfeeding. They've been circulating online. I've been seeing a lot of things on Twitter Uh, celebrities speaking out when they really probably shouldn't, making claims like, why don't you just, you know, breastfeed if you can't find formula? Breastfeeding's free. Make it clear for us, Taya, why is breastfeeding not the ultimate answer to this crisis? 
Absolutely. So when we're looking at this problem that's before us, you can't take 10 steps back and say, well, this is because your mom didn't put you in school early enough and then you didn't have the type of education that you needed, which would open you up to all these resources. We have to look at the problem that we're actually facing. It's really minimizing when you say to someone who has made the choice to formula feed, they have a seven-month-old baby and they are likely not lactating. And the process to relactate at seven months postpartum is egregious. It's very, very difficult. Um, it's, it's like a slap in the face to tell someone at this point, you've made this choice and it's been great for you and great for your baby. Yeah. Now take 10 steps back and do something that you chose to not do seven months ago. But it is important to know breastfeeding can be a part of this conversation, but it's not a part of the conversation that we're having directly with people who are experiencing crisis because of the formula um, shortage, you know? Yeah. So largely we should be talking about the folks who, had serious intentions and desires to breastfeed that weren't given the support that they wanted and thus felt like, Hey, I've got to, I have to rely a bit more on formula than I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of building a long-term dependency, that's an important conversation to have. But when we're talking to someone who needs to feed their hungry baby, yeah. you can't just go around the corner and get some breast milk. See, that's the thing. Families and expected parents, they're panicking right now because this, mm-hmm. this is not like when we had that toilet paper shortage no. in, in 2020. Babies are hungry, mm-hmm. right? And, and state officials right now, health officials, they're asking families to purchase, you know, quote, a modest supply of formula. What yeah. do you make of that statement? It's difficult. It's just like if someone tells you, hey, just make this loaf of bread work just make it work. We know that um, kids are wasteful. (laughs) They don't make everything that we feed them. And so if I made a bottle of formula and let's say that I left it out a little bit longer than I wanted to, I have no more. I have no more. And so it creates a sense of anxiety where you have to make use of everything that you have. And we Mm -hmm. know that as parents, we need that flexibility to live and to make mistakes and to forget people spill milk. Yeah, that happens. And so all of those small mistakes just create this huge sense of this is just not going to work. And so there is not a request that you can make for someone to modestly be able to meet their family's needs. Laura, officials say that the shortage is expected to ease in coming weeks, but families, they can't wait a couple of weeks. Right. So how can families get formula with new moms? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, they can't wait. We have a, a modest supply at the moment that we're um, we distribute to the families, the young families that we serve, um, and so. But that is dwindling, and we know we're facing a cliff that's coming off. And so, certainly, I've heard from folks who are like, "Well, I'm seeing some in the stores, and I'm, you know, I have access to some, or when they do, and they want to, you know, donate and help get that into the hands of like the young moms we are serving that have all these stressors on them at the moment, and we love that and appreciate it because it's a one way to help." fix this problem or yeah. help, you know, be a solution. So, you know, folks, if they have resources to do that, um, you can go to newmoms.org slash donate. You'll find their ways to give both financial and in-kind donations like formula. We also have a link to a registry there where you can see formula on our list. And we're doing our best to keep available options on that list, although they're selling out Good. quickly. But so folks can have it shipped to us. Folks are also welcome to drop off donations of unopened cans of formula to our headquarters. Um, at 5317 West Chicago Avenue in Chicago, um, weekdays between 9 and 5. If folks come across them, we would appreciate that. We're able to distribute formula or resources that folks want to donate financially. We will use that to help, you know, continue to get that supply as we're able to and make sure that we can help meet the needs for young families in Chicago. Last question to both of you before you go. What is top of mind right now as this formula shortage persists? Tayo? 
I would say making sure that the most vulnerable families, which in our city specifically tend to be black and other families of color, feel supported and seen. It is one thing to be experiencing a citywide or even a national crisis with other families. And then it's another thing to know that you have tons of other compounding challenges um, that are existing in your life as a parent. That could be your age. That could be your social class. That could be your access to really good health care. Yeah. So making sure that those families know, we know that this is particularly hard for you and we want to support your emotional growth, your social growth, your physical and um, medical and social health. Um, and then doing what we can in the backgrounds to bring to them as quickly and easily as possible the resources that they need while giving them the support that they want. I'll give you the last word, Laura. Wow, I'll understand and underscore everything that Taiko just said there. I think that's 100% right. Um, and I'll just add, I think we need to move this from being a breastfeeding versus formula debate, and instead it's a both and. Um, we need to support breastfeeding resources, yes. um, as we you know mentioned earlier, and also we need to help deal with this immediate crisis that we're seeing for families here in our community by, um, you know, all doing our part to help, you know, ease that where we can or be part of that solution and recognize that um, the extreme stress that this is facing in families. Laura Zemdahl is the CEO and president of New Moms, and Tayo Mbandi is a doula and co-founder of Chicago Birthworks Collective. Thank you both for joining us. Reset is keeping its eye on what the baby formula crisis looks like locally. Keep checking in with us for the latest updates on this story and more by listening live at 11 every weekday on 91.5 FM or on the WBEZ app. Or catch us in the afternoons here on your podcast feed. That's it for today's Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we'll catch you right back here tomorrow to get you caught up on all the major headlines this week during our weekly news recap. See you then. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.